0: For about 15 minutes, I'll just begin to minister to people, and later on at the end, I'd like to pray for everyone, just lay hands on you for impartation to grow and to, get, and to expand in this whole area of ministry. And, uh, but what we'll do is we'll just touch on some of the things we've got. We've talked about the gifts of the Spirit being for everyone, the flow of the Spirit, hearing the voice of God, how God speaks to you, how the gifts all work out of hearing God. It's not so religious or so outrageous. It's just actually quite simple and very natural, and then we saw then how to get words and knowledge, we saw how to get prophetic words, how to actually pick up a thought, pick up an idea, and begin to move, and then you have to then learn how to minister to people as well, so we'll give you a few practicals on that, but I might just pray for a few just to get warmed up, and then we'll look at the area of healing, and then faith and miracles, and then just some practicals in ministering to people, and pray with you. Now, whatever you get, you've got just the seeds of it, Everything that you grow into your future, you have to grow by diligently working with God in this area. So you can have a one off seminar, get some experience, see God work, have Him work through you, and go no further. Or you can make a decision, I want to grow in these things. And all of us have to make growth in this area a pursuit. It just does not happen. It's a pursuit to stay alive in the Spirit, it's a pursuit to deal with issues in your life. It's a pursuit to keep stretching out, looking for opportunities and letting God work with you. And it's a, it, it takes uh, courage and effort to put yourself out in the risk zone. It's easier to be comfortable and not do it, but it's so exciting when you do. <laughs> it's so exciting when you do. So it's God's plan in this hour that the church be filled with power and to go out in the community and that most of your ministry is done outside the church walls. So we've provided like an easy, safe setting, and I've tried to break the teaching down so you could see it easily and then begin to just have a chance to practice. And all of you have really broken through uh, beyond where you started, and some have discovered you've got some internal blocks. How many found that you started to notice internal blocks in your life? Okay, that's all right to have those. That just is where you are in your stage of your journey. Let me just help you by describing the internal blocks. Most of those internal blocks have to do with yourself. They have to do with fear. They have to do with what you believe about yourself, about God, and about circumstances of life. And so when there's a block, it means you're not connecting with your heart. So you say, I I don't know why I'm not connecting with my heart, because your heart is pre trained to shut off when it's in certain conditions or situations. So all of us, the Bible tells very clearly uh, in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flows the issues of your life. So your life, what you live out, actually comes out of not all that you think, but comes out of the issues that are in your heart. And those issues you learn over the course of your life. So some of the things that are blocks in the heart are what I'd call generational curses and generational spirits. They're generational in origin you were born into life with them, and that you can be delivered of those blocks. Unless you're delivered of those blocks of the iniquity and the spirits around it, you tend to repeat the patterns of your parents, although you fight against it all the way and don't want to be that way. Uh, A second uh, area uh, that is a cause of problems are where we actually have bondages in the heart, where there's been painful situations. Uh, Trauma or abusive or hurtful situations Betrayal in relationships And as a consequence of that You have defended yourself By building walls and barriers in the heart It could be inner vows, death wishes It could be control It could be uh, statements uh, that you've spoken into yourself That now build a wall around your heart to keep you safe And that's what now you're dealing with Because you're trying to access your heart So when you were young, you defended yourself because you had no other way of coping. Now you're older, you've got Jesus to defend you and to help you, but now you find you can't break out because you've got these things inside you. So this is the journey of walking with the Lord, and we run various things in the church to help with that. Pastor Sargent and his wife, Jessie, run a course for healing the heart, to heal the heart. From time to time, we run a deliverance course and a restoration course for Pastor Lynn that helps open these areas up So whenever you see something advertised, enroll and get into it so that you can address opening up your heart and growing in freedom of heart. So another thing that happens in life is we come to believe certain things. Whether they're right or wrong is not the point at this moment. If you believe it, then it's true for you. So if you believe that no one likes you, that everyone is against you, if you believe I'm not good enough, if you believe uh, I'll always fail. Then that's actually what you'll begin to experience in life. It's like a negative expectancy pulls things into your life. So if you, for example, had in your heart these firmly rooted beliefs that have been there for years, "I'm not good enough," uh, "I'm a failure," or "I fail," "I never get anything right," or "you know people will laugh at me if I make a mistake." If you've got those beliefs in your heart, then the moment you put in a situation like this where you're in front of someone and vulnerable and you're wanting to reach into your heart to get something, all of that stuff bubbles up and comes up, creates turmoil around you. So if you've had turmoils, the turmoils are like I'd call flows of energy, destructive energy – that's the best way to describe it – that frustrate you moving to do what you really want to do. Now, the first thing is just Face that that's what it is, and explore it. That's where I'm at right now. Don't condemn yourself. That's just where I happen to be. If a person's got a broken leg and they're hobbling along, you don't mock them, ridicule them, or push them because they're hobbling along. They're just hobbling along. They're doing the best they can. It's hard to walk along, you know, You've got a broken leg. So if you, if you, in that sense, have got a broken leg in your soul, your emotions, or somewhere and you're hobbling along, that's just where you happen to be right now, but it doesn't mean you have to stay there. You could engage the journey with God of resolving those conflicts and shifting your belief systems. This would then change and bring freedom, and you're no longer hobbling along, you're a lot freer on the inside. The ministry of Jesus, if you notice it, he said, In Luke 4.18, I've come to preach the gospel to the poor. I've come to reconcile people and build relationship with the Father. Second thing, to heal the brokenhearted. In other words, he came to restore intimacy and the capacity to be intimate, which is damaged in life's relationships when we have trauma. Thirdly, he's come to proclaim deliverance to the captives or deliverance to set you free of the things that restrict you from intimacy, connection, relationship, and connection specifically with God. Fourthly, to open the eyes of the blind, or literally to put vision in your life so that you can see what you're called to do and escape from the prison of having no dreams, visions or future. Called to uh, lift off us the crushing loads of guilt and blame and burdens, all the stuff that we've carried like junk that stop us going forward. That's the ministry of Jesus, to bring us into the destiny he has for us. So wherever you are right now for you is okay. It's okay. But don't stay there Determine to grow So if there are blocks have come to the surface During these times Of these uh, these, uh, 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 Opportunities to do activations Take note of what they were And what you think they've originated in And start to pray into them That God would bring them to the surface Help you see them And then explore getting some help Whether it be counselling or a course or something That will help shift the blocks They're only there if you let them stay there It probably wasn't really, you know, it just happened that that's where you are, there were some choices you've made, but you know when someone's hurt and they've got no turn to turn to, they just do what they can to save themselves. Now you're an adult, you don't need to save yourself. You can let Jesus save you by opening that part of your life, surrendering control and letting him help you in the inner journey. Unfortunately, many people won't do it because there's pain in it. It's uncomfortable, but you've got to see the other side of it is the victory. The other side of it is a changed life. The other side of it is flowing with the Holy Ghost. It is worth it to get your future back again. So, if you're operating at this level, you could operate at that level. What would take the What would it take to shift you up there? What would you have to grow in? What would need to shift in your life? That's what you're going to work on. Now, for me, I was challenged by a message someone spoke one day, uh, Pastor Clark Taylor, and he said, "If you knew that there was one issue in your life that." was hindering your life, wouldn't it be worthwhile investing, even if it was six months, in dealing with that issue, knowing that all the rest of your life, you would live life at a different level? I thought, that's me. So I went home, and I recognized that what I was wrestling with was uh, rejection, and fear of rejection, and self-pity, and unbelief, and, and these things were sitting around my life and there were spirits pushing on me, working in brokenness in my heart, so I made a decision, I'm going to fight this thing. So I got into prayer and fasting, and every day decreed victory over these spirits, every day declared to the spirit world that I was broken out of this thing. It had no power anymore. I'm free of it, and then I would spend the rest of the time uh, releasing forgiveness where I felt I needed to, blessing people that had hurt me, and then most of the rest of the time in meditating that God is with me. I meditated Psalm 23. In the presence of God, being with me, I took time to picture it, imagine it, imagine what it would feel like to have Jesus, my friend. I would picture it. It felt ridiculous. It felt unreal, because my heart was saying, "You ain't got any friends. You're alone. Nobody likes you." My heart was lying all the time, and I had to reject the lie and meditate on the truth until it began. Eventually, one day the truth become real in my heart. The day it became real, I suddenly felt the spirit world around me change, no longer were those things pressing on me, and I was overwhelmed with the reality of the love of God. And I then practiced daily for a while after that, just remaining and coming into His presence to enjoy Him, because what I got by revelation, I can give to you. So what I got then, I've carried all over the world. It was worth the couple of months. Huh? It was worth it to carry something that could change lives, so it may take you longer, it doesn't really matter how long, but it is your life and your journey, why not just decide whatever blocks your heart you'll address it? Meditation and, and, and fixing, learning how to train your mind to fix on the presence of God so you become conscious of him, so now I can just stop at a moment's notice, even just driving the car to stop at the lights just for a moment, just go down into my spirit, become aware that God is with me, and his presence starts to come. I didn't used to be able to do that. I used to feel in the middle of a party with alcohol and drink, I'd suddenly have this overwhelming I'm alone. It's like an unreal thing, like you're, you're there in the middle of it, but you're not there and not connected at all. But now I can feel the presence of God. So that means you've got something to bring to people. You are a minister of the Spirit. It is worthwhile doing that. Not just being filled with information But letting the heart be transformed So we have reality of God and not that be great If you could do that Just think if you could do that So I've given you keys And tried to make the teaching simple But the real journey is outside here What you do The real journey is the journey Of resolving things in your heart So you begin to become more conscious of God And then able to bring what you have to other people It's well worth it Well worth it I mean, wouldn't it be worth it just to be able to You pray and things happen? Isn't that great? Oh, yes, it's well worth it, all right. So, see, so I can have a confidence that if I just go, look, I just for example, I'll just show you. I wonder if I could just pray with you. That's right, just come. Yeah, that's right, this one here, come. Yeah, just come. Yeah, that's right. I'll pray with you later if you like. I saw you. Why did you come too? Come too. Come on. Come too. Both of you come. All right, just come and stand up here. That's right. Okay, then wonderful. Thank you. Can I practice on you? See, good. I'm still practicing, see? And great to have people, happy people, ready to let me practice on them. Isn't that good? Now, what I want to do is I want to just talk to you just for a moment about just this power of meditation to change the spiritual uh, realm that you live and flow in, and so all I want you to do, is very, very simple. You don't have to do anything at all. You just have to relax and close your eyes, and I want you just to become aware of what you feel of the presence of God. Okay. So just close your eyes now and I'm holding hands so we're connected to one another And what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to begin to meditate in the 23rd Psalm So how do you do that? Well, first of all, I memorize it so it's no strain trying to remember Because if your head's trying to remember, your heart just can't engage at all Your head's too busy So I've learnt the 23rd Psalm So I then make it very personal The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want You all know that bit But what perhaps you don't know is this is the greatest king of Israel is saying how he's made God Almighty his personal friend. So if you were to pray it slightly differently, and to pray it and let your whole imagination enter into the experience, so let me show you how you do it. So the Lord Almighty God, who made all heaven and earth, is my personal friend and companion. And so if he's my friend and companion, how would he look? Well, he would be smiling at me because he's my friend, so I meditate as much as I can and try to see the smile that Jesus would have, the joy that's on his countenance, the wonderful happiness he has at seeing me. He's so glad to see me, his eyes absolutely no condemnation, no judgment whatsoever, full of love and fire, absolutely wonderful, his countenance full of life, and his hands reaching out, and he's so glad to see me, and this is my friend that I love, and he loves me. So I reach out, and I just imagine, thank you Lord, you're my friend, you're with me. I have everything I need, I receive your love into my life right now. There it is, it's the presence of God just starting to touch me right now. Okay? Now, she's getting the overflow, I'm not actually ministering, but as soon as I started to connect with him through meditation, now she's starting to feel the overflow of it right now. See? So meditation, when when coupled with faith, links you into the spirit world and the reality of God. That's one of the great things in the Bible, it's a great truth. If you're too busy, you can't do this. If you take uh, in a hurry, you can't do this. And if you've got lots of clutter in your head, it's not easy to do it either. You've got to declutter, slow down, and reflect. So television and internet get you busy, you've got to find a way to find space to just slow down, and just for a few moments just allow yourself to dwell in the presence of God and become conscious of Him So she will have felt the presence of God That's good, praise the Lord Okay, that would be good for you too, wouldn't it? eh? (laughs) So just close your eyes, and so I'm not trying to make too much happen At the moment all I'm trying to do is just encounter the presence of God, so I just again thank you lord you 're my shepherd. And I went through every line of that verse. sometimes I pray the whole thing, then I go back and pray one verse, two verse, three verse, meditate on one verse, win another verse, try to meditate on any of the verses until I could feel the reality of it say so so thank you lord you 're my shepherd and friend. I love that often I never get past that. Just that first oh he 's my friend, and he 's there with me. I begin to see him and feel his presence and then Thank you, Lord, my cup runs over. Oh, the joy of just being full of the presence of God. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful presence just flooding me right now. I just begin to enjoy it. And so I learned to just stand by the bed and just fall on the bed and yield and receive. There's no bed here now, but I have to stand on my feet. But I just learned to receive from God. And so what would happen is you start to feel his presence. Thank you, Lord. Just touch him now. Lord. Let your presence just flow all over her life right now There we are, and you're starting to sense something there The presence of God is on you, just like that now, So learn to yield rather than wrestle So I, I practice just yielding to God Yielding to his presence I just put the bed behind me, and just stand there and just yield And i would be childlike and just let myself fall like Whoa, front the presence of God and then I'd lie there and enjoy him and get up again and do it again and again and again until it was easy to just open up and, oh, thank you, Lord. This is presence. So the power of God just come over her life right now. And you feel the touch of God. And you start to experience like a peace comes around you. Eh? What else did you feel? Calm. Isn't that great? It's Good, isn't it, eh? Praise the Lord. What did you sense and experience? Yeah. Yeah, huge love. So, so as I was med- meditation opens up the spirit world or your connectedness to God and there's an overflow of life through you and around you. It's great to understand that, isn't it? Nick? So otherwise you're going to be a performer trying to perform rather than a relater having a relationship and abiding and receiving and being able to give things to people. Isn't that good. Okay, then. Well, I'll just show you how I did something here. We'll just take a look on this gift of faith, and let me share on that, and uh, then I'll get back. I'm going to minister to some and just pray for a few people shortly, because I want to just put together these areas of moving in the spirit, and words of knowledge, prophecy, discerning, and I'll just put it all together for you and start to pray for a few people and explain which gifts are operating as they're operating, okay? So we'll do that shortly. So we'll just have a quick look there, uh, and I won't take too long on this one. Uh, I want to look at, where is it now? faith, gift of faith, the gift of faith, okay, there it is, 18, all right then, so a gift of faith, now a gift of faith is not the same as uh, walking by faith, it's not the same as your daily faith life, it is not the same uh, as getting saved, although when you are saved you receive a gift at that point to believe, so in a sense uh, getting saved is a gift of faith at that point You got faith, and you believed immediately that you're saved, okay? So what the gift of faith is, it's not a fruit of the Spirit, and it's not just daily walking, trusting God. A gift of faith is an ability to believe at a moment of time. You know something's going to happen. You absolutely know it. You say, how do you know it? I don't know how you know it. You just know inside what God is going to do, and that it will happen, and you have an assurance it's going to take place. Absolute assurance it'll take place, and so when you have that uh, deep insurance, assurance, assurance—did I say insurance? When you have deep assurance, then uh, you you absolutely know something's going to happen. Now, I'll give you—I want to tell you one. This is a classic one for me, and uh, then we'll give you a few examples about it. But but the best thing is if I just share a personal story, and you'll see how how it can operate. I was—I uh, go to Taiwan and minister up there r- recently regularly, and uh, they set up various meetings and. And the Chinese have got their own way of doing stuff, you see. So, uh, anyway, I, I, went up there into this particular meeting. And as I came out, I stepped straight into the meeting out of the lift into this room where there's meeting. And then right in front of me, there's a wheelchair and a guy sitting in a wheelchair, you know, like this. And I'm thinking, Oh no, wheelchair. I know we'll have a great meet. This is all what went through my mind. There's have a great meeting. And then at the end that nothing's going to happen over this wheelchair. And I was just a bit just out put out. And uh, so, uh, so anyway, I went over to my seat And as soon as I got to my seat And began to worship the Lord He said, you've got a bad attitude <laughs> I rebuked the devil <laughs> No, that was the guy He said, you've got a bad attitude And I just went quiet and listened So while everyone's worshipping, I'm listening And he said, your attitude is wrong to this man It's filled with disappointments Where you've prayed and nothing happened He said, I want you to meditate on this man being healed, really So while everyone else is worshipping, I was just in my mind seeing the wheelchair and seeing the man stand up, seeing the wheelchair, seeing the man stand up, seeing the wheelchair seeing the man stand up, and I was looking at this to imagine, just just praying, just an attitude of worship, not struggling or striving, meditating, watching, and suddenly, oh, it's going to happen, I know it! So before I was imagining it, and then suddenly there was a point where faith came. I thought, oh, oh, "He's got to get healed." I was so excited and a bit nervous too, because I didn't know what to do. You see, whether to go over and pray for him straight away, uh, or whether I or whether I just thought, "I'd better warm up first You see, so <laughs> pray for the easy ones. <laughs> So so anyway We, we sort of uh, shared And then I began to move in the spirit began to pray for various people And some different people got healed And the pastor came up to me and said Well what are you going to do now And I said see that guy in the wheelchair I'm going to grab his hands and pull him out of the wheelchair He said oh, you're freaking me out You can't do that And I said you watch And uh, so anyway we prayed for a few more people And then we got there By the time we got there to this guy in the wheelchair There was a second wheelchair there I don't know where that one came from a lady in the wheelchair, so she's sitting in the wheelchair, and I thought no, he's going last I, I felt my heart, this is where I'm going to finish the meeting on that So anyway, pray for the lady in the wheelchair, she'd been in the wheelchair for three years She's had uh, tremendous pain, a whole number of things happening in her life, and she hadn't walked for three years, and normally the muscles all shrivel and everything goes, and you can't even if you get them on their feet they don't easily walk So I prayed for her, helped her out of the wheelchair, she stood up, and blimey me down She began to walk a few steps Oh, whoa, whoa, look at that, this is great, I'm being very encouraged now, ready to get this guy, so I went over to the guy, and, and I asked him the question, how long have you been here, 10 years, and he'd been having operations on his back, and he's just sick of the operations, he's had enough, and he just, there's no more operations, so there's no more hope, and so I said, wow, so we just, I just knelt down and just prayed, said, thank you, Lord, for healing this man. There was no big prayer, no great issue, no nothing. I said, now can I help you to your feet? And I took his hands, helped him. He stood up on the, just next to the wheelchair. And then I'm thinking, I'll just help him walk, you know, and I don't need to fall over. And uh, so I thought, I'll help him walk. He made me let go of his hands. And then he began to just walk like this, right, <laughs> a- right across, right across the room. I'm terrified he's going to fall over and hurt himself. And he walked across the room and back again. And he's totally healed. Now, what amazed me was this. The caregivers immediately wanted him back into the wheelchair. Now, notice this. He hadn't walked for 10 years, but they want him back in the wheelchair because that's where their paradigm is, still locked in, that he's, he's crippled. They could not quickly catch up. He's now walking. And I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel, I absolutely didn't feel a thing when that happened. Not one little feel, not an ounce of God, not an ounce of emotion, nothing. It's just, it just happened. So that was a gift of faith. You just know. Now, does that mean everyone I pray for? No. I knew that guy, that day, that time, would come out. And I could act boldly in that situation. Later, in, uh, he came up in the old court game's his heart to the Lord. They were still trying to get him into the wheelchair. So now I've learned. Uh, I've learnt now that if they get out of the wheelchair, fold up the wheelchair as quickly as you can, get them walking, same with walking sticks So again, it just that's how faith just came, it says faith comes by hearing the word of God So as I meditated, I heard from God in that sense, faith rose Now I'm not saying that I can turn that on or off for any situation All I'm saying is that it is a gift comes in a moment of time and some people operate in it so much and so frequently, it's like around their life, the gift of faith, and many miracles happen around their life and around their ministry. I know one particular uh, person is a friend of mine up in Malaysia, tremendous miracles he has happened everywhere he goes, just a stunning gift of faith. There's a, there's a resident gift lifted in his life, and he just operates in a whole faith dimension, very inspiring. So the gift of faith comes just in a moment, and then you can grow in that whole dimension until you actually seem to have a residing gift or mantle of faith over your life. It is astounding when that happens to see these things. So, uh, I've seen that happen a couple of times. I had uh, as a one, I had a lady that was totally deaf and born deaf. I prayed for nothing happen, and then I felt something in me rise up. I don't know, I cannot describe. It had to be faith. I just refused to give up. I prayed not once, I prayed four times. On the fourth time, her ears popped and she could hear. Imagine if I just quit and had given up after the first time, she'd still be deaf. What about the other guy out in the wheelchair? Imagine if I'd allowed myself to stay in that cranky, unbelieving attitude, he would still be in the wheelchair. People need someone to break through on their behalf. Why not you? Now, you don't necessarily quickly get to that. You, you grow your faith level by level. So it don't matter... Uh, how many times you pray and something, nothing seems to happen. Just keep meditating in the word of God, expecting God to work in your life and believing that you'll break through and come into different dimensions. Amen? Praise the Lord. Why don't we get you to step out in faith for something in a moment, eh? That'd be good. Step out in faith and pray for someone. Ah, that'd be really, really good. Then we'll just look at the gift of healings and, uh, gift of healings and, uh, working in miracles. And then just uh, some practical keys And uh, so why don't we just get you to do something with one another How about that? So uh, I tell you what, this would be quite a good thing to do Uh, And this is, we'll get you now into groups of uh, about four or five And this is what I want you to do I want you to put one person in the middle And the others all get some word of encouragement for them So instead of it one-to-one You maybe have at least three people ministering to one person No more than three, so no bigger groups than four or it just takes too long to do it. So you get one person in the middle, and then you all pray, and then one by one, you share a word of encouragement for them to bless them, encourage them, and help them. How about that? We do that? Okay, let's do that. Okay, let's be seated. I want to get on with the next session. And uh, then we want to just minister and then pray for you. Let's be seated. And uh, this time, look at uh, section 19, gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. And in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, the Bible talks about to another is given gifts of healings by the same spirit. Notice he used the word gifts of healings. And so a gift of healing is a gift given to you at a time where you just have faith for someone to be healed. Now, what I have noticed happens is that when a person has a gift of healing, there is always a result take place. So we can pray by faith, or if we get a gift, God gives a gift at a moment of time. You can call it faith, you can call it a gift of healing. The person gets a breakthrough straight away at that time. And so notice there's gifts of healing, not gifts. So you can, uh, what I have observed is some people get very good in praying for back's. They'll just get freedom every time they pray for a back. They've got faith for backs. They've got like a gift of healing around their eyes. Some have got it for ears. Some will have it for other areas. So you, so people can develop and focus in a particular area of healing. So some are very good in getting deaf ears open. Some are very good at getting backs and joints healed and freed. And you get them to pray, they get 90 to 100% success rate. They've got a gift around their life of healing that's faith for that area. Uh, I was reading just concerning Todd Bentley and uh, some of his ministry, and uh, he, he, he teaches on how that you grow from level to level in this area, and he had a point where I think his, one of his family members, his mother, was deaf, and he began to contend in prayer for breakthroughs with deaf people, and he prayed for hundreds and hundreds of people, nothing happened, just began to contend, and eventually got a breakthrough. Once he got one, it just kept growing until now, wherever he goes, he will pray for the deaf And get something like 80, 90% of people with deaf ears will open up. So he got, it is a, that's a gift of faith or a gift of healing in that area. So we're all on a journey. So don't compare with someone else. Just settle in your heart how God wants to work with you and start to believe to grow in that area. And so, uh, let's just give a couple of examples of it, uh, in Mark chapter 16. And we read here, the great commission. Uh, We're commissioned to go into the world, which is full of sickness and demonic oppression. And it says we're to preach the gospel about how people can come to Christ, come to God, come to know the Lord and walk in his kingdom. But it says, notice this, it says in verse 17, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. So if you can believe for it, when you pray, demons will come out of people. You have to believe it'll happen, not doubt or wonder whether it'll happen. It says in the last one, They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And that means uh, gradually or progressively come to a state of wholeness. So when we think of praying for healing, we tend to think of it all being instantaneous. That was kind of like a mentality I had, probably seen it in one of the movies or something. I had this idea that you pray, there's this immediate miracle, everything's just exactly back to normal. and. I realize actually in real life God does not seem to operate that way, he operates in different ways around the healing area, so for a gift of healing at a moment of time you just know in your heart when I pray something's going to happen, that's a gift of healing, the rest of the time we just pray by faith, in other words we follow the scripture, "The lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, so uh, sometimes you get a miracle, the healing is immediate, So. The transformation takes place immediately. Like if a deaf ear is open, it is immediate. They hear or they don't hear, but it can come in a couple of stages where they hear a little, then it comes complete and they hear the whole. Uh, same with the eyes. If the eyes are either not seeing or seeing, and if they're not seeing, and you pray, and they start to see a little, then pray again, and then they and believe for it to be progressive. So I have noticed that sometimes, the majority of times I've prayed, I've had to persevere in prayer. And believe that this one would work, and then they break through and they get the miracle. So sometimes I've seen cataracts healed, uh, just gone. People couldn't see, and then they see. And, uh, just, but it took praying a couple of times to push through the barrier and the resistance that was there. Same with the hearing of ears. Uh, I began to grow faith for walking sticks, you know, for walking, people on walking sticks to be healed. Uh, initially, I, would, I just hated praying for people walking sticks. I'd want to one the other way because I never got any results. <laughs> I just didn't like that. But I made a decision. I'd persevere and believe God. I could get breakthroughs. And so, I started. And then, so now, when, most of the time when I'm in Asia, if I got any any uh, evangelism meetings, I will look for people with walking sticks when I come in. I'll look for them and I'll ask for them to come up and give it a go. And I've had some meetings, I had one meeting, I had about 45 people get off their walking sticks and walk. But that, I, it, faith has grown for that area. And so there's some, and, and, and I found I, I'm getting better results in some areas than I've done before you can grow in this area so notice what it says they lay hands on the sick so God called laying hands is to identify with the person so we lay hands on the sick person and pray for them they may get a miracle immediately it may be progressive and they recover over a day two days three days four days so you need to take into account you may not see anything immediately happen it doesn't mean it hasn't happened I found when I first started to pray it used to so put me off because I prayed nothing happened I'd feel discouraged and not even inquire later on whether anything happened i found since then you can't believe the number of people I prayed for them on Sunday and Monday they were well, but when they walked away they weren't well It didn't seem like it anyway, but actually something had been imparted to them and it began to manifest, the healing gift manifested So instead of thinking of it cut and dry, yes it happened or not, learn to just persist in prayer and sow in prayer, and believe in prayer. A gift of healing, you just know it, and when it comes, the person can to be healed straight away. But the rest of the time, we pray by faith. So here's a few simple things. The first one is it's helpful to lay hands on the person. Lay hands, identify, connect with the person, and let the Holy Spirit show you where to lay hands. He may show you to lay hands on the head, may get you to put your hand on the part that's, uh, if it's appropriate, on the part that's sick or not well. Uh, or you put your hand on top of the person's hand, uh, whatever seems appropriate. Second thing you need to consider is maybe you need to cast out a spirit of infirmity. If you have a look in uh, the Gospel of Luke, Gospel of Luke, chapter 13 and verse 10. In verse 10, Jesus teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed down and could not lift herself up. So she had a back condition that was caused by a spirit. It was a demonic spirit caused the problem. Medicines could not fix it. It required deliverance. So if there's a spirit of infirmity, praying for the sick person won't set them free. You have to cast the evil spirit out. You've got to speak to the spirit and command it to go. So you notice when the girl was standing there, I spoke to the spirit, commanded it to go, and as soon as it left her, she just fell over straight away, and then there's a change in her condition in her back. So when you're praying in this area for people who are sick, think in two dimensions. Think, one, it could be a spirit that needs to be cast out. Two, it could be just a a, a weakness in the system, a virus in the system, uh, a a degeneration in the system, or it could be some kind of thing that needs healing to take place. If it's degenerative, it needs a creative miracle for God to restore. If it's uh, just something damaged or broken or whatever, it needs God to heal. So keep thinking in terms of, one, I may mean, need to cast the spirit out too. I may mean, need to pray and release God's healing power into their life. Um, a third thing you need to learn to do is to command, to speak to things like they are living. In our, in our Western culture, we're not used to doing that. But if you look in Acts chapter one, chapter one, 3, Peter and John went up to the temple, in verse 1, about the night down. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, and they laid daily at the gate of the temple, called Beautiful. To ask alms And he saw Peter and John Going into the temple And asked for alms Peter fixed his eyes on them and He must have got a gift of faith For the healing he must have got a gift of healing then Because he knew something's going to happen So notice what he did Silver and gold have I none But what I have So what did he have? A gift of healing Such as I have I give you Now notice how he did it In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Rise up and walk that's not Mamby-pamby stuff You'll learn to speak with authority These things resist They resist wellness They resist health So learn to speak firmly Not loudly Shouting doesn't do it With authority from your spirit Fully believing what you say will happen Notice how he how he's prayed In the name of Jesus Christ Rise up and walk okay? So he didn't even go talking about the curse Or the spirit or whatever it was He just said rise up and walk And he took, now notice what else he did, he took them by his right hand and he helped him up. Now notice this, when the miracle happened, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. When did they receive strength? When he got on his feet. See, so if he had stayed on the ground, he would not have walked. He had to be helped up onto his feet. And when he got him onto his feet, that's when the miracle happened. So it doesn't always happen Immediately when you pray Sometimes you've got to take An action of faith That precipitates The miracle happening If you study Jesus' miracles Many times Miracles happen When the person did something Or when he did something So for example Remember He told the guy He put The blind guy Put mud pack on his eyes And said Walk through the town And go to this uh, pool And wash And you'll come back seeing Now so the guy walked from when Jesus spoke to him to the pool, and he was blind all the way until he washed his eyes. And when he washed his eyes, he could see. So Jesus required a faith action of him. The lepers, he said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, they were still lepers when they walked away from him. But as they walked, they were healed. So when they did what was physically impossible, when they did what they could do, God did the rest. Another, there's another guy standing there and he's got a crippled hand and God, Jesus getting to stand up in the synagogue. And not very nice to make the handicapped man stand up in front of everyone, but he gets him to stand up. He said, now stretch out your hand. Now that's a physically impossible, but when he began to do what was physically, when he began to stretch, suddenly the power of God came. Now it's helpful for you to understand sometimes you've got to get people to do things. So, I had one person, for example, a lady had, she had a shoulder, and her shoulder was a lot of pain. So, I prayed for her. I said, Any improvement? She said, Just a little. I said, Well, then, why don't you move your hand? She said, Oh, it's pain. It's hurting. It's hurting. It said, Oh, it's gone. <laughs> so, it was as she ignored the pain and took the faith action, that's when the healing power began to flow, and she got freed and got the miracle. If she hadn't taken a faith action, nothing would happen. So, many times when you pray, Don't just think God will do it all, often you need to get the person to give some feedback to you what's happened, and then get them to take a faith action. So if uh, I pray for someone uh, and uh, there's no immediate result, I will pray again and try to get them to do something they haven't done before, and it's often in that that you get the breakthrough. Now one caution, one word of caution, do not encourage a person or tell them to stop taking medication. You're not a doctor, you're not a prescriber of medication, therefore you're not authorised to tell them not to take it. Not taking medication has legal consequences and physical consequences, potentially. So uh, what is important is we understand if a doctor is prescribed medicine, let the person go show themselves to the doctor and let the doctor release them from the medicine or let them take responsibility. Don't you go diagnosing someone doesn't need medicine anymore. Okay <laughs> So don't encourage them to no longer see a doctor if they're going to a doctor. Just pray for them. Don't be something you're not. You're not a doctor. So our role is to pray for people. We pray for them and see how they are and check them out afterwards and just encourage them then to to continue to thank God for what's happened to them. So that is the gift of healing. So the gift of healing is different to praying by faith for healing. We pray by faith for healing, we just believe according to the Word of God. That if we pray for the person, they can be healed Are there some people not healed? Yes Sometimes unforgiveness will block a healing Sometimes unbelief will block a healing Sometimes there can be control or occult powers will block a healing You've got to ask the Lord to show you what blocks the healing When you get a gift of healing You just know the person's going to be healed And when you pray, it does happen And it happens pretty well straight away The rest of the time, pray Check the person out Break the power of spirit over their life and encourage them to take an action that they haven't taken before. So there's ministry, the healing, gift of healing. Now gifts of healing are wonderful. Pray for gifts of healing. There are so many sick people. They go to chiropractors and doctors and cost them thousands of dollars, and hear one prayer could set that person free. What a great thing if you could begin to flow in gifts of healing. In your workplace, wherever you are, people can be stunned in the community, they just get a healing in the workplace, get a healing wherever you happen to see them, and they get so shifted, it's quite astonishing uh, the effect it has on their life. Wouldn't that be great? Now, related to gifts of healing are the working of miracles, and we won't spend a lot of time related to that area, but a miracle involves the breaking of a natural law, means that the natural laws are overridden by the realm of the spirit. God brings the superior power into play, and so there are heaps of miracles in the Bible where God has invaded the natural realm and a miracle took place, give me some example of Peter walking on the water, you can't walk on water, you all know you can't walk on water, so what kept him up? The power of God, now I guess how did he know, I guess he never knew he could walk on the water until he stepped out of the boat and got his foot in the water and who knows how far down it went before it was solid, you don't know, there's been examples of people doing this in Indonesia During revival, crossing rivers that you couldn't cross and the people came after them, went in the river and they were swept away. It was that deep. So there are many examples. Uh, The feeding of the uh, 5,000. You notice that what Jesus did was he took the bread, he broke it, he blessed it. He spoke over the the bread. He spoke words over the bread. He looked up to heaven to the source, spoke words over the bread, then broke it and gave disciples. Now at that point, it still hasn't multiplied. It was when they distributed it began to multiply. So if they give out a piece and there's another piece taking its place, and so on and so forth. We, we heard from Heidi Baker in Mozambique, and they had a, uh, a huge number of people to feed, large number of people to feed. And They looked at the food they had, and it wasn't enough, so they just began to pray over it. Well, they fed everyone and had food left over. No one knows how they did it. So I've heard a whole number of stories like that in modern times of the food just being multiplied. Now, how did it happen? They asked God what to do, just prayed over it and distributed it out, and God did the rest. It was a miracle, a working of miracles. So, the many, so some aspects of miracles are overriding natural laws. Another aspect of miracles is deliverance. Deliverance is a working of miracles, because in deliverance, God displaces a demonic power by the working of miracles. So deliverance is also a working of miracles. So there are many examples of these in the Bible, how do we, happen, how do we move in it, I think you've, you've got to desire miracles, you've got to hunger for them and pray for them, reach out to God for them, and I've noticed that most of the miracles take place where there are needs that are being met by people serving people, I've noticed that's where most miracles take place, most common miracles are not necessarily in a church meeting, they're actually out where people are doing something to help someone. It's in those environments that God works the greatest miracles. It's where the unsaved are. I've looked at the meetings I've taken overseas in Asia, because I've seen heaps of miracles, heaps of healing, heaps of deliverance, and I noticed that the best miracles, the best miracles were with people who were unsaved. Time and time again, I have word of knowledge on people that were unsaved. I didn't know they were saved or unsaved, they are just Chinese people to me. But they come up and we pray for them, they get healed And then later on they're in the altar call to get saved The miracle power opened their hearts to get saved They saw the reality of the power of God So it's fantastic How many enjoyed that? You like that? It's a good fun. We should pray for a few people, shouldn't we, eh? To reach out and pray for a few people Alright then, so what I'll do now is just start to pray and minister to some And then what I want to do is to lay hands and pray And just release an empowerment in your lives And I want you to go out and just give it a go Never give up Just practice Ask God to give you words Ask God to bring people Into your heart life That are ready To receive something And then give it a go What do you got to lose Learn on the way Don't wait Till you've got your head Full of theory Just learn on the way Someone's sick Offer to pray for them And there's a few Practical things In offering to pray for them We'll just We've given you some of those We'll get to that In just a moment So what I'll do then Is I'll just Show you what I mean I'll just put some of the gifts together, and just begin to flow with the Holy Spirit, just, and, you, and I'll identify the different gifts as, we, as we're flowing. And then you'll see how they just operate. Now, most of us are not going to be in a meeting doing something in a meeting. So for most people, it's as you interact with people and they identify a need, you step up and say, I'd just love to pray for you. Or you may just sense something about a person, go over and relationally interact with them, and then share with them what you feel God's showing you, and do it in a non-religious way. So it's very, very simple, and someone can easily receive it. So for most people, it's quite a simple sort of process, and expect that as you're doing, God will give you things. Now, clearly, no one wants to step into that unless you've had time with the Lord and are building a, a personal relationship with him. But if you are, then let's go for it. So what you could do simply in your personal preparation is go through the Gospels, reading the stories of Jesus and healing, and meditate on those stories of people healing. Meditate, see it. Thank you, Lord, when I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. I thank you, Lord, when I lay hands on blind eyes, they open. Begin to picture it and see it and hold it that this is what's true in your life even before it happens. Don't wait to see it, then I'll believe it. Believe for it to be seen in your life and ministry. See? So thank you Lord That when I pray The deaf ears will open I thank you Lord That as I minister to people Your presence touches them powerfully Today Lord I surrender my hands I yield all the works of my hands Say Lord My hands are blessed All I put my hands to Lord are blessed Lord when I lay hands on people The power of God will touch them Start to decree and declare Over your life The things you're believing God to do We talked about removing Some of the blocks in your heart But arise Expectantly day by day Today Lord bring someone into my life Who is in need of prayer or help And show them to me in a way I can see them And then enjoy looking out for people Give it a go You know and if nothing works or nothing happens What are you nothing to lose Just well you were giving it a go And it's in the giving it a go you grow I've never seen anyone get anywhere By just filling up on books Information and meetings It's actually at the end you just got to get down and pray for someone and see what'll happen. You might be surprised what happens. And there's an element where you don't know until you're engaging with them what God will do. So for example, if I was just to pick this girl out here, would you like to come up? Yes, that's right, why not? I'm gonna come up here. That's it. Now you say, What are you gonna do? I said, I've got no idea. I'm just gonna just take an opportunity to just reach out and just see what God will do. So well, can you tell me your name? Putty, that's a great name, great. Well, I'm so glad you came. You've been enjoying yourself? Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, now the moment I started to interact with her like that, then immediately I got a word from the Lord. And I'm expecting it. You see, I don't want it to be something that's very hard and very difficult. I want it to be something that's very, very easy. So I just interact with her like that, and we're just trying to make it as relaxed as possible. And I'm really glad that you've come and you've been enjoying it. And, uh, but this is what I felt. I just felt the Lord showed me that you, you struggle with fear, that you, you've got real desire in your life to actually do a whole number of things. But often fear will lock you back, as though I'm afraid to step out or afraid. Uh, and and uh, so now I'm going to reach out to see, well, I wonder where that fear has come from. see? So what I do is well, and, and what I feel the fear has come, it's from people around. It's been from around family. It's like they've put you, put, tried to push you down into a box that that's where you belong and uh would you be younger in the family? Yeah. <laughs> you push down like the young one in the family, and so it's like there's a, an order, and you're at the bottom or way down here. That'd be right? Yep. See, words of knowledge. See how now Can you see it sort of natural? It just flows naturally. I'm just talking with her. See? And so what, I, what I'm seeing is that this, is that God's wanting you to, you're not in a box any longer, and you're not subject to that any longer. You can actually rise up. You have got a wonderful gift in your life, and so I wonder what the gift is. Well, see, well I see, what I feel is I feel you're a very creative person. You've got a very soft spirit. You love to worship God, and you're very creative on the inside. You love, in fact, actually, you have been restricted so long, but you long to break out. You've got lots inside you to come out, and the thing that's been holding you back is just the words that were spoken that have put you down and the fear of doing anything to break out of where you feel you're assigned to be, and God will help you with that today. He he wants you to know you're not what they say you are, you're who He says you are. He says you're a mighty woman of faith. He says you've got a ministry to touch many, many people. You've got a heart for young people. You've got a heart to reach out and help them, and God says that you have got greatness inside you. And you are not the youngest in his eyes, you're not the least in his eyes. He sees you as great because you've got a, a real desire to love people, a capacity to work with people. And you're in training for this, eh? <laughs> ah. Now you see can you see it's quite natural? And and I can see you're already being touched because you know I could not have known any of these things. I don't think I've met you before today. So how could I read her mail like that? So what So. You're experiencing then, it's feeling like, first of all, you're a bit frightened. Isn't that right? That's because the spirit knows I'm onto it, because I'm about to pray (laughs) for that spirit in a moment. (laughs) So that fear you're feeling actually was the spirit being afraid. That's why you suddenly felt the fear. And it's like it gripped you suddenly. That's because the the, the demon knew I'm onto it, and he knew what's going to happen. And so you, you suddenly feel his fear. It's not your fear, it's his fear. He's the one afraid. You've got nothing to be afraid of. God loves you. I love you. The people here love you. Well, there's nothing to be afraid of, see? But the fear you're feeling is actually not your fear, it's the demonic fear, huh? and it's, but it's gripped your life for years. It's been like a, a part of your life, see? and you don't have to live that way anymore, okay? You don't have to live today's change day for you. You're not going to go back into that box, go back into that way. All right then. So we want to pray for you now. All right then. Okay, this isn't wonderful. I want to see your heart's has been touched. That's right. That's that's great. We need tissues. <laughs> 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 okay. Can I take your hand? I'll just come forward a little bit now. All right. I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now this, is, I'm not going to ask you to do this in front of everyone, but there's some specific people that deeply hurt you. I want you just in your heart to picture them and then release forgiveness. Lord, I just forgive them. I forgive them for what they said. I forgive them for what they did. I forgive them for how they treated me. I forgive them for boxing me in like they did. Just let it go. God sees your heart. He knows when that's there. And not forgiving will block the deliverance, you see. So now I thank you, Lord, you love it. Thank you, Lord, that your presence is coming on our life right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break abusive words spoken over your life. I take authority over word curses spoken over you. I break them in Jesus' name. I come against words of death. I come against words of hatred. I come against words of despising. I break their power over your life today in Jesus' name. Now your spirit of fear, your tormenting spirit, do so in Jesus' name. Right? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Now, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I just pray peace to her now. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit flowing right now. I break all generational curses of hatred and abuse of women. I break them in Jesus' name. I release you from the grip of those things. I break the negative words spoken over you. Spirit of death, I command you, loose in Jesus' name. I break all the wanting to die looser in Jesus' name. And Lord, let your peace just come around to now. I just call forth creativity, life, freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Father, bring it to complete peace. Now you notice then, gifts of words of knowledge, then prophetic flow mingled in, and then discerning of spirits, what actual spirits were there that needed to be broken off of life, and then ministry see how it all just flows together just like that and I got her to interact with us so you can see how one, how natural the flow is it's not a forced or difficult or hard thing it's just remaining relaxed and just interacting and listening to the flow from your heart and you can see as she talked and interacted back you can see how deeply she's been touched by suddenly God knows me he knows my difficult journey and my struggles and he cares about me, he wants to help me. This is the most wonderful experience. Absolutely blessed experience. praise so bless Lord. Come on there. How are you doing there? How do you now? feel now? Really you feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> and when we prayed to come out that fever go, what what happened? What do you sense? Oh, like big... Something came out of you. You felt something leave you did go out of it. You won't feel the same again, you'll feel quite different. No, not heavy, no. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. So that. so now, So you see, we taught you just the, the the foundations of this. All you've got to do is grow it in your home. Who knows what you could do? There's no limits. There's no limits really what you could do because God has got an area of people for you to meet with and interact with that I'll never meet. And so he wants to work through you to touch them. And not in a church meeting but outside wherever you are. Isn't that an exciting possibility that God would use you in such ways? Isn't that great? Yes. So praise Lord. Well, there's someone here who has trouble at night times and uh, is a woman and you wake up with severe nightmares. You have these tormenting nightmares. You wake up and they're quite a trouble for you. Uh, they occur quite regularly. They disturb your night. And uh, you wake up and you're quite frightened. Who's the woman that has that problem? You can just come right now, we'll pray for you. woman. young yeah. woman, you've had this problem for quite some time. God wants to set you free. Who's the woman that has these nightmares? You wake up with these tormenting thoughts and dreams. I'd love to pray for you right now. Who's that person? I think that's you. Just come quickly. Come quickly. God bless you. The idea. Okay. Come on up. That's okay. It doesn't matter if you're the only one who comes up. I'm still happy to great for Great. Oh <laughs> okay. Ah, you're special today. God loves you. He's special. You're special to me. I mean, I'm a practice. <laughs> and you're special to God. He loves you. Today's your day. You know, if you've been wanting so much, sexual change. Why would it not be you?
1: Yeah. Why not
0: you? Exactly. Why not you? And you you'd be thinking that way instead of why yeah. me, rather why not me? Yeah. Okay. the Lord. Okay. And you've had this for quite some time now. Okay. Now, so, so since you were a child, a child, since you were a child, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's uh, uh, since you were a child, about eight, six somewhere around about that. Oh,
1: probably four. Four. Quite oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, and you'd wake up at night quite afraid. Okay. Yeah, do you feel like... the presence of something around you? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. When's the last time that happened?
1: Probably
0: last night. Last night. Okay. It's constant torment. Okay. Yeah. It's
1: constant yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Then. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to help you. Uh, tonight isn't all the ministry you need, but we can just help yeah. you with this part of it. Okay. All right. then. so now there's clearly a cult background in your family. Yes. Whereabouts is it located? Parents or grandparents? Great
1: grandfather.
0: Great grandfather. What was he? Um,
1: Oh, he was a warlock. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big deal. (laughs) He was seriously into satanic stuff.
0: He was seriously into satanic stuff. Okay. well, because he was seriously into those kind of things, he would have committed his family for generations to occult powers, and the spirit world would recognize that and would lay claim to every one of the descendants, and particularly the girls. And so unusual things would happen to all the girls in the family that unexplainable... It seems, And you'd end up thinking, why me? Why is it always me? Why is this stuff happening? Would that be right? Okay, and that, that's because of a curse running down through the family. Now, Jesus died for our curses, and so what we need to do is reach out to him. He become a curse so that the blessing of Abraham will come on us. So here's two things that we need to get you to do. I need to get you to follow me in a prayer, just to confess Christ and what he's done. Okay, and secondly... To release forgiveness to your ancestors that have opened the door for this problem. You need to forgive. Hello, oh, no, we've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried before. Okay. You've tried before. Yeah,
1: um, yeah
0: I've it's, it's hard. It's hard, okay. Well, I want believe today that you can let go. I'll just help you with that in a moment. And then we need to renounce or speak off your life Speak words to break that curse. In other words, get hold of your life again. you are going to put the cross of Christ between you and your background. You've got a new starting line. Okay. So forgiving is not a favour you do someone else. Forgiving is for you to move forward. It's releasing the debt that they owe. So when you look back, you did this. you owe know, you me. You've missed my life. You know, you've gone to bed and say, "Hey, that's not my business. That's God's business. I'm just releasing it so I can walk on." Unforgiveness will lock you to your past. It just keeps you frozen in time. You can't move on. So that's why it's so important. Not only that, God forgives us so much. Has God forgiven you much? Big time. time. (laughs) Well, that's called grace. We don't deserve it. But he gives it. And so to stay in grace, we release forgiveness to others. Not because they deserve it, by the way. But just because that's what we do. We want to stay in grace. We let grace go to others. So letting go is letting go. Okay, we're all right now. I needed to do this because it's no use ministering without her understanding a little bit about the part she has to play. See, I can't just fix all her problems. What I need to do is lead her to the one who does. And there may sometimes be a part she has to play. Notice I talked about the other uh, sister letting the what um, are letting the forgiveness go in the heart. It was quite important to do that. So from a heart level she let go, then she's free to get out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the spirit left straight away. So something will happen this time. So uh, I may get the names of certain spirits and, and, and things to pray. It'll be discerning of spirits and uh, operating in revelation knowledge to do that. Okay? So we're on the way now. now. How are you feeling? You look like you're getting agitated. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> tell me what you feel. Really close your eyes and turn everyone off and and, and folks just, just let your heart reach out with would love to go you know this is a very vulnerable position to be in just in front of everyone like that and I just appreciate your honesty and, uh, but anyway it's over in a few minutes eh and that's the great thing and I just thank you for just being willing to just respond and be so it really is for what we to do that and uh, we can all learn and we're all with we you so you may be watching, what I'd like you to do is to be praying, praying quietly in tongues and let's all join together, she's part of our family, the family of God and when one suffers, all suffer. so let your heart flow with compassion we don't know all she's faced and gone through, but what we're looking for is God to bring relief. alright okay, so just close your eyes just make everyone vanish for a moment and there's just you and me and the Lord here thank you Lord, I want you to follow in this prayer Father I count you in Jesus name I confess, Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord. I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus from every curse. I belong to You. I renounce now every generational curse,
1: every generational
0: agreement with evil spirits, all my family members. I renounce it. I I put the cross of Christ between me
1: and that ghost. And And I break it.
0: I I release forgiveness
1: forgiveness.
0: to family members who have opened the door to spirits
1: by their
0: actions. actions. I forgive them. I I let them go. And I turn to you, Lord Jesus. I I ask you to set me free. Thank you, Lord. It's going to be real easy now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break all agreements formed by your great-grandfather with evil spirits. I break the curses that came through his life and his actions. I break the uh, agreements he made with evil spirits. I break the power of agreements made through blood on altars. I break all blood covenants that he formed with evil spirits. I break written agreements he made in blood that enabled family members generation after generation to be afflicted by evil spirits. I cancel the right of all evil spirits from your grandfather to enter or to remain in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I just speak now. In the name of the Lord Jesus I command this tormenting spirit that's tormented you since young age of four with nightmares and dreams. I speak to you now all related spirits. Spirits of torment, I command you now in Jesus' name, right now. Release her now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. just rest there. That's right. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just pray. Your healing, anointing, your flow, your blessing upon them. now. In Jesus' name. I just take authority to break every ungodly belief that you have. There's something wrong with me. I break your agreement with that lie right now, in Jesus' name. I break every desire, every death wish you've spoken of your life, just wanting to die. I break it in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just ask for your loving presence just to come around her life. Thank you, Lord. You love her. Fill her. In Jesus' name. There we go. There you go. Count that oh, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, eh? yeah. physical nights instead of being tormented, isn't that fantastic? But thank you for coming back, but someone else was tormented, but he didn't come back. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so I want to thank you for your courage yeah. in coming tonight, and just yeah. give her a great clap. someone else is twisted, your right shoulder and you're in pain in your right shoulder, who's that person? Uh, this one, yeah, there we go, come on, come now. Okay, so how long ago did you do this? <laughs> hmm?
1: been to take
0: of in right, so all since January, you've yeah. had problems with that shoulder.
1: Yeah, I, I've been trying to cut it up myself at just... Ah, ah, yeah,
0: stop working. Okay, well, today God knows about that. Yeah. So, what is it? It looks like it's stiff, you can't move it or raise it. Very, in.
1: Pain, sharp
0: pain. Very sharp pain in your shoulder. Yeah. You just hang on you suddenly? Yes. Yeah. no reason at all.
1: I was praying that you were call
0: me today. I praying that you will me. there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. See, I, no, see what happens? There's hunger and desire. That's what these kind of things happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. Pain is so terrible. So since January, she's been in tremendous pain in her shoulders. She's been asking uh, the Lord to help and come in pain today, uh, believing God to do something. When did you come back from Malaysia? In January. Is that
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So I have this in February, yeah. After yeah. January. Okay. Yeah, if you come yeah. yeah. okay. February. Right. Okay, then. So I'm just looking to how to pray. So here's the options. One is we just pray for healing. One is we pray into the realm of the spirit that there may be a spirit causing the affliction. Now I noticed that she has been trying to cast it out, so it's almost like in her heart she's aware there's a spirit there. Yes. Okay. Okay, now, so then the question is, if she's been doing that as an the result, I wonder why that is so. Mm-hmm. I kind of ask questions. Mm-hmm. I don't just quickly just jump in. You just start to ask questions. And uh, you, how long were you been home in Malaysia for? Four
1: months.
0: And you were sharing about Jesus with lots yes, of people? Yes. And were they all happy about you sharing Jesus? Yes. Yeah. Very. That's good. A lot of restoration. A lot of restoration. That's good. Okay. Was there anyone that was unhappy with?
1: Not really, earlier when I went back, there was a spiritual warfare, but
0: that, that I mean, my sister, she really now uh, came to know Christ, and I glad right. that she accepted Christ also. Oh, good. Yeah. Awesome. Just give me a hand then. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you that you're the God who heals the sick. I thank you. Nothing too difficult for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I take authority over witchcraft. I come against every word curse spoken against you. I come against every spirit of witchcraft assigned against you. In the name of the Lord pray to Jesus Christ, I break that spirit of witchcraft off your life. Infirmity, I command you now. Let it go. Now. Loose her now in Jesus' name. Loose her now. Loose that shoulder in Jesus' name. We just break the power. Command healing the flow into the joint and the nerves. the command this shoulder to be released now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Shoulder. You feel better now? I don't understand. All that. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. I oh, know, just begin to move around and see
1: how it feels. It feels
0: better. It feels better. I can see you doing things you couldn't do before. <laughs> you know, and that it so stiff. The, the it stiff. was very stiff, it was visibly stiff, yes. and the pain is the, has the pain?
1: Yeah,
0: better. It's better now. Yeah. Now, wonderful. I've read it all the time. Thank you, Lord. Just look up to the Lord. Holy Ghost, just come upon her. Mm-hmm. Fill the Holy Spirit right now. Jesus said. Wow! Use and healing. Now, so what what how do we pray? So I listen. Don't jump into conclusions. Just stay long enough to listen. Listening is the big deal. Then act boldly on what you say. So I listened and I felt that feel, and that's why I was asking the questions. I just felt someone actually was very upset with her and had cursed her. And so, that's why I broke that witchcraft curse and spoke against the spirit of infirmity. And then immediately, she just freed up just like that. No wonder, eh? Oh, how glorious is our God. Well, we're just <laughs> running out of time now. There's a whole, how many other people here are sick today? Anyone here sick? Why don't you stand where you are if you're sick in your body? got a sickness that needs healing? Why don't you stand right where you are? Because The table's gonna gather around you and pray for you. That'd be great, won't it? If you have a chance to do something, to pray for a sick person. Okay, we've got a very sick table down there, haven't
1: we? Three people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, move around and go to one of the other tables and let some people there pray. Gather around the ones <laughs> who have got sickness. When they come to you, tell what the problem is, them what them? you believe in God for, them? and the team will pray for you Can and you see what God does. does. Afterwards, try doing
1: something. Alrighty then.
0: Okay, let's just be seated. We'll just finish up, tidy up now. Wonderful. Well, I wonder if we had some healings here, like just identify if anyone got healed through prayer. One, two, three, four. Great. What happened to you? You can bend right down. Awesome. Wonderful. Okay, someone else have a healing they'd like to just testify to? Yes, what happened? Right shoulder. It loosened up. Boy, she got up quick, didn't she? We're you, eh? <laughs> you, you could have said it was right shoulder as well. What happened to you? Your shoulder got healed and freed up. Show us what you can do. Yep. 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 Yeah, great, right, okay, wow, wow, so praise the Lord, God's touched you today, wonderful, come on, let's give it a clap, amen, all right then, praise the Lord, why don't we just pray, I'd love to just pray for people just to get an impartation, just so you can go away fired up, so why don't you come up, just make rows here, we'll quickly pray for you, front row stand here, second row, eyes open, catching. And, okay, and, uh, and uh, where's Pastor Lynn, would you like to come up and help us with praying for people? Joy, would you like to come up and help with praying? If you can get away from there, you can come up and help pray as well. That'll leave Horowai with the cameras. Okay, just lift your hands up. You come, you know what it is you've come for. You're wanting God to touch you. Just close your eyes, lift your hands up now. We won't pray for you if there's no one behind you to catch you. I don't want you to fall over. There's no one there. That's right. Okay, are we ready? Okay, let's begin to pray in tongues. Just pray in the Spirit now. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord. Holy Ghost, come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray, release, increase of the flowing of the gift of the Spirit. We pray an impartation of faith that from this day forward, each one would be empowered in a new way to bring your presence to others. Holy Spirit, come mightily, come powerfully in Jesus' name. Power of God, just touch it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We'll just speak to these ears and just command them right now. Open in Jesus' name. Release her right now. Thank you, Lord.